Well, hello everyone and welcome to the episode 178 of the Canadian Football Countdown, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. My name is Adam Stewart and I'm of course joined as always by Trey Colbeck. Trey, how are you this evening? Oh man, this is that cookie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's already me. gone off the rails in one and a half seconds. All oh, right. I have to have my smile cookie before the show. I'm doing great, man. Just watched the Blue Jays kicking some butt. Great. And mom and dad left uh, left us home alone tonight and gave us some pizza money. But it looks like we bought a 15-pack with it instead. Right, Adam? So let's have some fun. Hey, we got to do what we got to do around here. Of course, like you just said, Ryan's not here tonight. Uh, had a little bit of scheduling conflict, so he can't make it for a little bit here. So you get the two of us, which is probably scary in its own right. But hey. We're always here to talk to you. We're always wanting to go and hear from you. Tonight, we're going to re- be previewing the Week 16 in the CFL. We're going to take a look at the major storylines. We're going to ta- uh, talk our top CFL fantasy options. And yes, Ryan did leave us some options there as well. So you'll get some of his as well if you're looking for them. And of course, our picks against the spread for this upcoming week. And hey, we want to take your comments and questions live throughout the show as well. Uh, this is all made possible by our presenting sponsor, GameTime TV. Be sure to learn more by visiting at gatewatch.gametimetv.ca or by following on Facebook at facebook.com slash gametimetvmb. As you heard before, it's just me and Trey tonight, so we're going to be running through the three games, and that means we got some extra time for comments tonight or questions or, hey, you know what it's called? It's AMA, I believe, right, Trey? Ask us anything. If you got any questions for us or anything at all, put them in the comments like Chris just did over in the chat. Good evening to you as well, a longtime follower of us. Thank you very much for coming in. And uh, before we go any further, though, as always, we want to acknowledge that the Canadian Football Countdown is brought to you from Treaty 1 Territory, traditional home of the Ashinomabwe, Cree, Ojukri, Dakota, and Dene peoples, as well as the homeland of the Métis Nation, as well as from Treaty 4 territory, traditional territory of the Cree, Soto, Dakota, Lakota, Nakota, and Métis Nation. We'd also like to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors for this episode of the podcast, Bets Down. There are so many different sports books out there these days, and each one offers you different prices on the same games. Well, how do you ensure that you're getting the best value? Head to BetStamp. BetStamp provides you the info you need at no additional cost. Simply pull up the game on the BetStamp app to see the odds offered by each of their different storybook affiliates for that particular game to help you place the bet that will maximize the return on the pick you're making. Find some odds you like, sign up at the corresponding site through the BetStamp BetLink page within the app and link your accounts to easily track the wagers you've made. And if you want some extra insight before you place your wagers, check out the Commission 3 BetStamp Marketplace where you can see the bets that others have placed. And through BetStamp Verified Bet Tracking, you can get the guarantee that the odds uh, that others have picked are based on verified and legitimate info. You can find our consensus CFL picks on there under the name CF Countdown Pod and Trey's pick as well under the Trey CF Countdown username. Visit the betstamp.app or download the free app from your local app store from whichever phone you're using and sign up with referral folk code CFC to start using Betstamp free today. Best of luck with your wagers. And remember, always bet responsibly. Don't bet the farm. Don't bet the tuition. 
And seriously, it's for fun. Don't bet anything that you're not comfortable with. We're going to move on here, Trey. It's, again, uh, kind of different show here. Chris, again, says, sorry for missing Monday. He had a midterm. Hey, no problem, man. Uh, everybody's busy at this time of year. We understand that. Uh, we're going to move on, Noah, as a little bit of breaking news just came out here about 20, 30 minutes before we actually got onto the air uh, from Dave Naylor of TSN, just in saying that Drew Desjardins will likely not be making a CFL uh, return anytime soon. Uh, Trey, it sounds like he's got some options in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. Offensive lineman. And, you know, he, it's one of those fringe guys, right? You, you need him on a practice roster here and there, but you can steal it from practice rosters. So sometimes you can't keep the people you want to. I'm sure he'll find somewhere else. Uh, no, I don't think he's going to be in green and white anytime soon or blue and gold. Uh, he'll probably, uh, yeah, there's a few teams I'm sure that need some old lines. They have some court. There's a lot of quarterbacks looking up at the blue sky, uh, both sides of the border. <laughs> so, you know, he's definitely in high com- uh, demand. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you can uh, get a guy like him, even uh, possibly wanting to get that NFL shot, I mean, the money is just so much more in the NFL. He's been a part of NFL teams already. I mean, he was with the hoodie and Patri- with Patriots. I mean, that's that's a big thing on your resume as well. Uh, didn't make the uh, Patriots, didn't make the Saints, but I'll tell you right now, he's going to be on a team here probably within a week or so, I would think. Uh, and it probably will be an NFL practice roster spot for Drew Desjardins. Uh, Rob in the chat says, unfortunately, the Blue Jay game is tied. Uh, well, hey, there's still lots of game left. Uh, I think we're in, what, the bottom of the eighth now, I think. So, uh, hey, we'll get our chances here. And also, Rob just added to the chat as well that Desjardins would want to exhaust all his options in the NFL before coming to CFL. 100%. I mean, it's just way more money to be doing that for sure. Let's move on to the storyline, shall we, Trey? Sounds good to me, man. Sounds good to me. Absolutely. So first game of the week, uh, it is a Friday night football game, and I think this one here has got some extreme playoff ramifications. If any game has some extreme ramifications, Hamilton are going to travel out to Montreal. Uh, We didn't have to ask Gary Stern on who he was picking this week. Uh, His Alouettes are at home against the Ticats, and again, I think two points separates these teams right now. And you've also got a tiebreaker to worry about as well, possibly. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Montreal won the first game against the Ticats back. Or was it? I think, right? I got that right. Um, So anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah, 29-28 on August 20th for Montreal. So, you know, tiebreaker, you're right, tiebreaker. And if they play four, what do they play, three times probably? Yeah, I think uh, one more time, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so the points doesn't overly matter, but just in case they play four times, some of those points matter too, right? So, uh, Absolutely. They play, yeah, they yeah they have a home and home, I think. Yeah, I believe that's right. So, I mean, yeah. I so, you know. yeah. so, anyway, the big thing on this one here in this game, I think everybody's going to be keeping the eye over on Hamilton Tiger Cat side of the football, probably looking at Dane Evans. He got five touchdowns against Winnipeg? That's that's not very common. Anyway, uh, he's got five touchdowns against the Bombers last week. Looked absolutely just really, really good. Uh, I know that uh, we're still going to hear maybe about the argument that maybe the Winnipeg defense isn't quite what it is, but he still beat a 12-1 and team. I mean, he, as much as you can go and say that Hamilton is maybe not the best team in the league, they have these moments in Trey. What do they need to do to keep Dane Evans going? Is there is it the run game? Can they keep throwing the ball by committee? 
what do they need to do this week? Yeah, the trace keys to the game going to run the ball, right? And, uh, you know, I don't even remember off the top of my head, but they ran, I feel like they ran it a fair bit more against the Bombers last week than they normally do. Let me just quick uh, get the recap up, but that's what you got to do. And, hey, it's weird. It's the battle of the two teams that have beaten Winnipeg this year, now fighting for a playoff spot, right? So, uh, let me see. Ah, uh, yeah, they didn't really rush as much as I thought. I thought they were closer to 100. Looks like by committee, yeah, they got to about oh, just under 100. So, you know, it's it's really weird. This East, it's we we keep talking about this East, but it's going to be an exciting game, and you got to worry about Saskatchewan because Saskatchewan's on the bye, right? So, these two teams need to catch ground on a team who's sleeping or you know getting the week off. So, these games in hand. I was saying last time I was on this show, these game in hands are. Uh, Something we talk about a lot in hockey. But we don't talk about too much in football because it doesn't happen too much. But in the CFL right now, when, uh, you know, Montreal's got two games in hand on Saskatchewan, that's four potentially big points that they can get down the stretch when Saskatchewan's sitting at home or doing, uh, what did I see on their social media? They were at Tim's doing smile cookies today, right? Well, they might be able to do that in November uh, if uh, Montreal and Hamilton can catch them, right? So this is a big game. And, uh, Watch a tie. You know what I mean? Watch a tie just throw the, the, the division into chaos too, right? Because the last time they played was a one-point game. And no, I don't even want to talk about that, Adam. So you go on. <laughs> you know what? I can't even. Uh, when I think of tie game, all I can think about is that episode of The Simpsons where uh, Mo and they go and they uh, tie in a hockey game and the whole place just gets ripped apart. I don't think this is going to be a tie like that. Uh, my apologies as well. I was just looking in the back here. Uh, Hamilton won the first game against Montreal, 24-17. to And then I believe they won the second game, 29-28. So Hamilton does have the season series on the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, nope, sorry, Montreal won that one by one. So it's a tie series. This game here is all for all the marbles. Uh, when it gets down to breaking a tie... It comes down to uh, season series first. So this game could really, really matter for either Hamilton or Montreal. Uh, as far as a crossover is concerned, uh, if you're the Saskatchewan Rough Riders right now, you better start learning your French because that might be the only way you're going to see uh, some postseason season action. Uh, Trey, you were talking earlier this week, and uh, I know that usually we don't go off and on about this, but... Uh, I want to get your opinion a little bit because we didn't get it on Monday about uh, what's happening over in Saskatchewan for two minutes. Uh, doesn't sound like anything positive lately, but uh, can this team, can Saskatchewan still catch Hamilton for the playoffs? Or I know you were kind of putting in the chat last week uh, on Monday that there's no chance that they're going to catch him now. Uh, you still sticking by that? Well, if you watch my social media closely, I'm already trying to figure out who the quarterback is for Saskatchewan next year, right? So, um, yeah, I'm. It's one of those things. Being, it's, I'm going to compare them to the Winnipeg Jets. It's one of those things. They're if they get in, they're going to get in on that wild card spot, and then probably get swept first round, right? And yes, they get the East Division, la di da. But right now, they might face Hamilton or Montreal, who we just talked about. Both have beaten Winnipeg, right? A team that Saskatchewan couldn't even beat. So, the Saskatchewan going into. Um, uh, either the uh, Steel Town or Montreal in November doesn't look good, right? So it's one of those things they might get in, but I don't give them much hope of uh, winning the game and winning two. Ooh, 
I mean, would that not be the story of the year, though? The struggle of Fajardo and the team. And then they not only did they win two on the road, but first ever crossover. And then they win it at home. Like, that sounds like the dumb Saskatchewan thing that you guys are going to brag about for the next two decades, right? Like, if that happened. Well, hey, we still brag about the 07 great couple. That's, time, what so I, I mean. that's what I mean, right? And then it gets, if it was against Winnipeg, too, and it's like, hey, guess what? We won. We won in the West against you guys, and we won when we were in the East against you guys, right? So it would just be the the worst, the worst thing for Labor Day Banjo Bowl for the next twenty years. But other than that, it would be a great story. I don't think it's going to happen. But um, crazier things have happened in the league. But yeah, I I'm in the same boat as you are right now. If they make the playoffs, I think it might be a quick uh, playoff series for the Rough Riders. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, I'm just going to quickly run through the injury report here for the Alouettes and for the uh, uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats. I see that they uh, kind of messed up a little bit here and they put Montreal Alouettes, Montreal Alouettes on the CFL page. But I think I can pick out who's on whose team. Uh, for the Tiger Cats, some notables, Don Jackson, uh, he's been a healthy scratch all week, which is a little bit surprising, I guess, for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, especially when you're saying they need to start running the ball because we're getting closer to winter here. Uh Lamar Durant is doubtful for this game. Ankle injury, still got a limited in practice. Javon Santos-Knox, again, limited on day one. Did practice all day today, though, so he's probably going to end up going as well. Uh, Dylan Wynn is out. Uh, the big D lineman uh, knee injury did not practice here this week, so he will be out. Over on the Montreal side of the ball, Patrick Davis, an offensive lineman. Again, mostly healthy scratches for the Montreal Alouettes because he did have the bye week last week. So they are probably a little bit more healthy going into this game. Uh, Tyrell uh, Richards has a knee injury. That was a first-round pick, I believe, the first overall pick this year. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. A uh, couple of uh, – and one other notable injury for the Montreal Alouettes, Philippe Gagnon, uh, the big offensive lineman, uh, back injury, didn't practice on Monday and Tuesday, was limited on Wednesday. I think he probably, if I would lean towards him, not playing this week. Um, the Montreal Alouettes, we've talked about the penalties all the time on this. We've gotten that nauseam at that. Um, is there something that, does a player need to say something or does the coach need to do this? What needs to happen to get rid of some of these penalties? Because very likely Montreal is going to go to a playoff game and giving up a hundred plus yards and penalties doesn't really go well for anybody. Does it, Trey? I mean, I can I can give up 100 yards of penalties on Madden and somehow win, but that's a little different, right? Uh, that's just all the roughing the passers because I hit stick. But in this game, um, no, you can't, man. Like, we, we again, we, we're going to beat the Saskatchewan drum, but look at what it does there. You know, there's some teams in the NFL that just give up so many stupid penalties. And it's getting tense. You know, we're going to talk about BC Calgary later. You know, that game last week was tense, so I'm sure this one upcoming going to be tense there's going to be more chance for you know the after whistle shenanigans there's going to be more you know passionate play and and everything between the whistles so you're getting to the time on um you know what i mean you're getting to that time of the year where you know the yards mean more and there's also going to be a lot more tension in the air right so i don't know what you do i think i don't i never like I never liked Daddy as much as maybe other people that Machota as other people maybe have. So I, I, you know, I think the Kahari move was not the right one. So you know, I th I feel maybe maybe it's my bomber bias, but I think Kahari might have been able to calm the room better than 
this guy, you know what I mean? Because it kind of looks like the hostile takeover where your boss's boss swoops in to try to save the day and that might not be the right message to send. And then you trade away the guy who's been your guy. And 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 now he, you know, he got the win in a team that's going to go to the playoffs, right? So it's, I don't know. I don't know what to do with Montreal, man. It's tough. Yeah, very tough to talk about indeed. Uh, I know that the BC Lions will be watching this game as well as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, there's some playoff scenarios to run through here. Uh, I'm just going to try to see if I can find those here uh, before we move on. Uh, for me on this one, you're right. Danny Machocha, I think, was the guy that just – I did like him in Edmonton, to be honest with you, too. He just didn't seem to have really a good control of the room to me. Uh, he's maybe a decent guy for talking to players and can speak to players well individually as a general manager. I don't know that side of the thing, but as a coach, it's got to come from within. If you're going to stop penalties after a while, the coaches just can't say anything to get that room to stop taking the penalties. Uh, I think you're seeing that in a certain team in green and white over further. Uh, After a while, it's got to be on the players. And it's just where somebody has to call out a guy and say, Hey, why did you cost us 20 or 15 yards on this play? Or why did you give us a 10 yard hold? What's wrong? So to me, I think that's probably a uh, uh, issue going forward for the uh, Montreal Alouettes. Again, it's been for a long time now, but uh, I think it's going to come back and haunt them more and more as this uh, season goes along. And Hey, if, if they, yeah, Ticats win this game, Hamilton's got the advantage all of a sudden and is in second place in the East. So it's not that it's that far away, uh, but we'll see what happens here. Uh, Moving on, we'll go on to the next game here as I try to find those playoff, um, uh, 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 what do you call playoffs? uh, I have them up up here. So coming into the next game, it's interesting. If Toronto wins and Hamilton loses, they clinch a playoff spot, right? So yeah, that's what it says. And then, uh, Hamilton and Ottawa both need to lose for BC to clinch. And if Hamilton, Ottawa loses with a Calgary win, BC and Calgary clinch. So the West playoffs are pretty sorted, that top three, right? And maybe a little bit of debate between second and third. And if Saskatchewan sneaks in, they are going to be the fourth in the, or the third in the West, right? So it's playoff football, man. You know what I mean? It's every game is going to be playoff football here on out. There's not many other than Winnipeg and then what Ottawa, Edmonton everyone's playing for something right now. Right. So, you know, yeah, no, I mean, everybody is trying to get a W some way, somehow, especially these teams of the book, kind of in the middle of the pack, they're, they're clawing away and trying to make something happen here. Case in point is the Ottawa Red Blacks who won two games in a row and then went home, which for Ottawa, that's, that's not a good thing. Unfortunately, TD play stadium has not been a very good place for them this week or this year for, I said, for more of that. Um, they're playing the Toronto Argonauts again at home. Uh, Toronto's coming off a of bye week. Everything's kind of pointing towards Ottawa. But you know what? I actually was kind of reading some interesting stats today on this game. Uh, Toronto's defense, we've always said that it's pretty decent looking defense and that it's pretty good and everything else. Ottawa currently leads in forced fumbles per game. They're leading on passes defended per game against Toronto. And they're leading on sacks per game which is kind of strange. You didn't expect probably to hear that is Ottawa's defense. Are they just giving up that bad play at the wrong time or what's the story here, Trey? I think it's just been the lack of production from their offense. You know, you're right. Maybe they give up a bad play, but we see teams like Winnipeg, BC, Calgary. They're the teams that are able to 
you know, if they give up seven, they'll go out and get seven. But some of these East teams don't quite have that same mentality or not mentality capability right now. I was high on Ottawa going into the year, right? I said they were going to be the, the West crossover because <laughs> I was going to go on a hunch, but I, I don't know, man. Ottawa is another team where I know they're not officially out, but I think this is more of a game. I'm looking at Toronto and I'm saying, okay, because if they lose this and they're another game close to 500, so are we going to have an East team, uh, East division winner be nine and nine, or are we going to have one that's, you know, 10 and 10 and eight, 11 and seven. And, you know, if you looked at the, the great cup odds, those probability things, they have Toronto have a higher chance of winning the cup than Winnipeg. And I agree with that because, Winnipeg's going to get, you know, uh, the week before, it's going to get uh, a dogfight with either BC and Calgary. And you're thinking Toronto's either going to get a Saskatchewan team or a Montreal or Hamilton. And it should just be, you know, kind of what happened last year with Toronto. And they just, you know what I mean? Like they should just get on through. So Toronto's got a pretty looking good spot here. And I think they got to figure out what they're doing. And McBell, uh, Bethel Thompson, man, like, you know, for, for a team that no one in Toronto seems to care about, He's under the microscope constantly, it seems like, right? And it's just, um, God, he needs to do something, right? You know, and we're looking at quarterbacks. There's guys in this league, you know, where's Vernon Adams going to go in the offseason? Where's, you know, is O'Connor going to be cool with being second string in BC? Um, I know you hate it, but I'm being like, again, is a Chris Strebler going to come back in? Is there going to be, does Pimpkin want to go out and do something? Does someone like a Bombers backup like Prukop and what he's done this year, does he get a shot? You know, there's a lot of teams in movement here. I think this is his time to really take it and go, and he hasn't done it yet, you know, so I don't know. He does it every second week. It just, he hasn't been consistent, like you've been saying there. Uh, he just, he has those good second halves that seem to kind of bail him out once every so often. Not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's actually had some fairly decent yards this year, and he has cut back a little bit on the interceptions, which was a big thing about McLeod Bethel-Thompson earlier in the year. He was throwing so many uh, turnovers up in the air. I mean, you thought it was a bakery just firing uh, uh, actual turnovers down the field. No reference to anybody from uh, New Orleans. Anyways, um, you know, I just look at him and say, there's always pressure on Toronto to seem to have a good quarterback and a guy that everybody's heard of. It seems to be their marketing plan almost in a way. Uh, that's why they had Ricky Ray there. He was a great quarterback. He was no one in the CFL. And hey, he took him to some great cups and won him for him. So congratulations, by the way, to Ricky Ray, who just made the Canadian Football Hall of Fame last week. Uh, but McCall Bethel Thompson, it always seems like with him, they're always looking at the next guy, whether it be Chad Kelly, whether it was James Franklin last year. And somebody's always looking over, or McCall Thompson seems to have to look over his shoulder quite a bit. Uh, very interesting stat as well here in rushing yards. Andrew Harris has been gone for how long right now? In, uh, I think, by what, four? Oh, no, did we lose Adam Somewhere here, Adam? Probably? Yeah, you just cut out in and Nevertheless, out. Nevertheless, 490 <laughs> yards. He's the team leader in rushing yards right now. So very strange that he's the leader in rushing when he's been out for quite a while now. Uh, I don't know if uh, Toronto's just abandoned the run game or if they're just used. I know that they're using a uh, let a little bit differently. They're putting him out of the backfield and passing, but is that going to be successful when it comes to uh, November football? No, I don't think so. And I don't understand why the CFL, like 
why the teams are abandoning the run. Like, I don't get it at all. And I mean, like, is it American play calling? Like, you know, I, I don't know. Is it American play calling in their idea? Like, oh, we only got two down, so we got to throw it all the time. Is it, I, I, I don't know what's going on with that, right? And it's because if you look at the other side, Devontae Williams doesn't even have as many yards as 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 Harris does, right? There's no run game on either side. It's and the crazy and the crazy part about Devontae Williams is you gotta remember you have a guy like William Powell somewhere also on that team. And... Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? And you've had a guy in like um Oh, who's the whoever the the Caleb Evans, who's a scrambling quarterback? Like, I'm surprised he hasn't raked up more yards than that before he got, or before he got benched. So, um, you know, it, it's definitely uh, Ottawa, man. One of those teams. I they're they're gonna have to really redo some things. I think this offseason, either coaching, roster, everything. And like I said, we're talking about the quarterbacks. Is that Garbuckle safe? Does he want to stay in Ottawa? Is a guy like Caleb Evans going to get a shot somewhere else? And these are the games you need to use to prove that, right? So, you know, we'll uh, we'll see what happens after that. Absolutely. I think another one that they have to look at is, does Devontae Dedman want to stick around in Ottawa when, he's, when these teams are suffering already in Ottawa? That being said, he might. Maybe Nick Garbuckle is their future. He has had some decent games now that he came back to the nation's capital. But I don't I think that they need some changes in Ottawa first. They need some changes in the coaching or the mentality or the strategy of the game before you can really start looking at a lot of different players and see what that new coach or that new offensive coordinator or whatever they decide to do in Ottawa decides what to do then. Then maybe we'll see a little bit of a change out of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, Really, the only thing that's been solid for them uh, this year, and uh, Trey, you could probably talk about it a little bit, was Jalen Acklin has got. We thought that he wasn't really doing a whole lot this year. He's already at a thousand and twenty-five yards. Yeah, he's kind of snuck up the last few weeks. I feel like I feel like he was a guy that uh, our buddy Ryan always seemed to highlight early on for fantasy, and then he kind of went away, and we've not really talked about him. But he snuck his way back up into. Uh, the higher rankings here. Let's just take a quick look at the player stats overall. Who has the league lead right now? That's an interesting question. Jalen Acklin leads the league in yards. There's my question answer, right? And there's only two guys over a thousand right now. And the other guy is Dominique Grimes, who's had, you know, a guy like Rourke who throws 400 yards a game throwing to him. And then next after that's just shy of a thousand and Dalton shown who's rookie of the year. And has also played two more games than Jalen Acklin and Dominique Grimes. Right. So, yeah, that's crazy. And they need to use that. And but the thing is about the pass game, it only works when you have a run game too, right? You got to open things up. And I know the CFL field's wide and big, but you still got to uh use it. Uh there's Adam. There we go. Okay. I was like, I'm running out of talking to myself here. I need you back. Ah, uh, you do a good monologue, uh, Trey. I think uh, uh, one of the best in the whole CFL podcast network. We'll go with that. I'll take it. I'll take any accolades I can get. Well, hey, the monologue is an important thing of uh, early morning news, I suppose, or late night news. So, hey, uh, you know what? We're going to move on to the next game here. Uh, it's the third game of the week, and it's a Saturday night. The Calgary Stampeders are going to go and have a little bit of a bar. Uh, well, no, we can't say a brawl, I guess. Or can we? Ah, we're by ourselves tonight. This is going to be a good old-fashioned slugfest, I think against the Calgary Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This should be a really interesting one. Richard in the chat, a known uh, Lions fan. Good evening to you, too. Uh, 
first things first, one game suspension for Cam Judge after throwing a punch uh, to Lucky Whitehead. We're not sure what was said. We don't know what happened, what caused a punch to be thrown, and what caused the melee afterwards that BC decided to go and visit the Calgary Stampeders locker room or vice versa or however it went. All we know is there's a one-game suspension. Uh, Cam Judge has decided not to appeal that. So service suspension this week. Uh, Trey, what's your thoughts on all this? Or am I missing something here? It's not straightforward. Nah, man, all I can picture is the scene from uh, Cool Runnings when they start a fight in the Calgary bar there against the Russians or whatever it was, right? You know, that's probably what was. And then, you know, hearing things happen in the parking lot after, like, okay, from a league standpoint here, I'm surprised. So the punch was on the field after the game, and then there was chatter on the parking lot after. Is that what happened? From my understanding, right? So. The punch, yeah, one game for that. I'm surprised guys didn't get more from the parking lot thing because that's that's up there with the Toronto Hamilton. Was it Toronto Hamilton in the playoffs kind of thing? I, I don't like that. And that's that thing where we talk about is CFL Bush League. You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine if it was like, oh, um, New Orleans and Tampa Bay, they had a fist fight this weekend. Do you think they're fighting in the parking lot well if they are the nfl would have that under wraps so quick right they would not let that be out until tmz got their hands on the video or some right like that would be catastrophic but then the cfl is like well it's calgary and bc like i I don't know it's the one game for the punch probably fine um i'm interested again in what lucky said you know i don't know if i would suspend him but again it it's always the guy who uh comes second right it's never the first guy it's always the guy who comes second after seems to get dinged more it's like that in hockey it's like that in football right so it's it's i'm not surprised he got one but what did lucky say and then we're all and again i'm not comparing it but i heard some things on twitter that it wasn't nice comments where we already had a guy get a suspension for saying heritage insensitive comments so you got to keep it even if the guy is you know what i mean um yeah. Sorry, I'm no. what Richard says. I don't know what's like again, like were guys and were guys released? I never heard anybody getting released from Calgary or BC. Heard the bombers picked up a couple uh O linemen or something, and then that's I haven't heard much elsewhere for anything. So I don't know. It's it's just to me it's so dumb. Like, you know what I mean? Why are you fighting in the parking lot? Like, oh, meet me at the flagpole, right? <laughs> like that's what it seems like. Yeah, exactly. And no, I agree 100% with you. It, it, it's Bush. It, you don't go and go and try to go and take your locker room and go and try to... It, it happens in like just the like backwoods and what? We want to be compared to something other than uh, a Bush league. Let that be done in the XFL or in the USFL. Uh, let's face it, the XFL would probably sell at the pay-per-view or put it on the WWE Network for $9.99 a month. So you know what? We don't need any of that in the CFL. If there was a punch being thrown before the half or after the game or something like that, it should be dealt with. I agree 100% with a one-game suspension on Kemp Judge. Uh, Richard in the chat said it was something about family. If it was, well, that shouldn't be said either. You can't go and start bringing up people's family or stuff going on. That's just not acceptable as well. I'm sure that people do it all the time when they're trash-talking on the, uh, in the in the game. But if it's heard by a ref, throw a flag. Just get it settled before this ends up becoming top headline news that there was a brawl in the parking lot. Because we don't need that anywhere. 
Uh, so this reminds me of uh, this reminds me of wasn't didn't Tortorella follow like a way a team into their locker room yelling at him one time <laughs> or something? I don't like yeah, back in yeah. the eighties, I remember that one where the guy is yelling at a referee while have another donut. Have, have another donut. Yeah, PSN yeah. top ten gold right there. Torts and the donut comment of after game altercations, right? And that's all I could think of, right? Like, why is Torts going in there, and why are they fighting in the parking lot? You know what I mean? And yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So, so Chris, well, Chris, Chris, you Chris. have the game, I guess. Yeah, you uh, yeah. you want to tell us more about it? Uh, if you see something or anything, I mean, by all means, we'll uh, we'll take your comments anywhere here. And uh, if you have any other comments about anything going on tonight, we're definitely reading about here and looking at it because uh, we're the new guys. We read anything, apparently. Yeah, you know, you know, there there was a new Call of Duty beta dropped. Uh, got a new Star Wars show. There's a couple things we could talk about. NFL fantasy. You know, I am one and zero this year. You want to talk about NFL betting, horse racing, um, harvest stuff? How's the harvest going, man? Is it going good today? Or rain or what? It's been raining here today. Yeah, well, it showered here yesterday, and uh, today we went and swathed a little bit. But, uh, no, it'll be a couple days till we probably get combining again. Uh, I know over at uh, where I work, it's going to be busy here this week. Uh, they're introducing the first electric vehicle out in this country, so that'll be kind of cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, Harvest itself, yeah, it's going pretty good. So, uh, But, yeah, keep always asking us questions here or anything of the sort. I'm uh, Chris, you're saying Andor? I'm not sure what that's the new Star Wars show is Andor. Oh, Andor, okay, yeah, Andor, Andor, and then and the beta loved it. You maxed out, buddy. You know, I would have, but my game was glitching, so it wouldn't let me max out beta games. You know, it wasn't working right, but man, the new Call of Duty it just I, I loved it. I only watched one episode of Andor. All I gotta say, without wrecking it, first five minutes, you're in a Star Wars brothel, and I'm like. <laughs> It got a little Game of Thronesy early, and then it went back to Disney, right? So, okay, well, I thought maybe they were going for HBO Max or something here. So, but, uh, I only watched one episode of the three that dropped. That's on my to-do list uh, when we wrap this up. Hopefully, in twenty minutes, I'll watch the next episode or two. So, absolutely. So, um, yeah, no, um, uh, Richard, you're saying swathing. Well, yeah, the crop that I've got left uh, that was standing is Hollis barley. It wasn't drying out; it was sitting there green. So. Finally today, I said, you know what, we'll just swath it down. It was only about 20, 25 acres. So we got that swath down. That'll be drying now here as we're working on canola. And hopefully in four or five days, I can say we're done. And uh, yeah, go from there. So uh, Chris over in the chat, he's asking what you're what you're playing on. I think it's a PlayStation, right, Trey? Yeah, PS5, man. I got PS4 too, but yeah, PlayStations. Yep. I'm a, I, I never got into Xbox. I was really close when... Um, when PlayStation got hacked years ago and you couldn't have online for almost like a year or something. So I almost did it, but I just hate the controller. I hate the cat and the Xbox controller. People tell me it's better. I'm sure it is. I just got my hands used to the PlayStation one, right? So and, and I'm the opposite. I, I can't stand the PlayStation controller. An Xbox controller for me just feels so comfortable. So just I, a little bit weird, but uh Richard's asking if we build our own grain. No. No, we don't. We haul it into the hog barn uh, for that homeless barley. Wheat goes, obviously, to the elevator to go into uh, your favorite bread or whatever you'd like. And canola gets crushed over here at uh, the local facility. And, uh, yeah, becomes canola oil. So you can have all your deep-fried goodness uh, for your football games, like your fries and uh, all that good stuff. So, anyway, I guess we should get back to a football, to the CFL here for a moment. Uh, BC Lions, I think... 
Uh, looks like they're getting a little more comfortable here with Vernon Adams in there. And uh, didn't have the best of game, but he didn't have a terrible game here also against the uh, Calgary Stampeders. What's your thoughts on uh, Vernon Adams, uh, Trey? I like what I saw. You know what I mean? And now he's obviously got different talent around him than Montreal. Uh, so, you know, you wouldn't, you were expecting to have good results. Like, I, again, my mind is so bad. I'm already set in the playoffs. I'm in this whole, like, you know, it's pretty much set-ish in the West. You know, again, maybe Calgary or uh, BC switch places. So I'm all thinking next year, where's Vernon Adams going to go? Right? I made that point, and, it, and, you know, this is his time to show it. You know, I'm 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 thinking it's going to be Rourke's team. Like, I don't think they'll let him go unless his injury is really bad. I don't. Who would you go with? Would, would Vernon Adams want to be second fiddle, and then you get rid of O'Connor? Would you O'Connor? Does O'Connor have two year contracts? So Vernon Adams doesn't. You know, you got Pimpkin in there too. You know, there's a mess there, and teams need quarterbacks. And you know, I don't know. You know, so he's playing for his career here and a team that he just beat last week with playoff men, uh, mentality and excitement. And now they're back at home and that like, I don't think it's going to happen, but if I'm Vernon Adams, I'm playing every down as if this is me telling you why you should keep me over MOP, Nathan Rourke hall of fame, Ryan's a hall of famer, Nathan Rourke. Right. And he's not going to beat him out, but he's got to take every minute to, to do that. Right. And hopefully that's what get, or I'm going to take BC in this game. I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm feeling they're going to get the back to back. Maybe Calgary will get a little bit of revenge because, you know, they're the one that got hit by the suspension thing a little bit more. But I don't know. I'm thinking I'm feeling BC right now, you know. All I know is this game is going to be just very fun to watch because of all the stuff that happened in the last game. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens in there. I know BC does have the season series already on the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, they won 41 to 40 in the first one uh, last week. I believe it was 31 to 29. So very close games, but uh, Calgary, unfortunately can't catch BC at this point. And the other thing also is there are two games ahead of uh, BC. Although BC also has games at hand against Calgary. So very likely that you're going to see the BC lions take that second place in the West could still be getting interesting though. If Calgary loses this one, and uh, the Riders in Calgary have two games to play yet. So, hey, you never know. But uh, I just don't see it happening for either uh, for Saskatchewan. But, hey, you never know. Things can happen. We're always there. So, Richard over in the chat, he enjoys our hard work regularly. Thank you very much, Richard. I know all the farmers are all working hard to try to get some of the crop off. It's been a little bit of a grind, especially in Manitoba. They're a little bit behind over there. So, hopefully, all the farmers out there, good luck. And hopefully, you're doing well. Uh, Richard also says, I'm with you. It's going to be fun to watch. He's referring to the new Star Wars show. And if BC wins, the race for first place is on. If BC wins, I guess, this uh, game here, he's thinking they can still catch the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And you know what? There's only one game in between them, but Winnipeg does have that season series on the Winnipeg or on the BC Lions as well. Well, that's interesting because they got, like you said, two games in hand, but they're down three and they play twice. Right. So it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And then like, you know, we, you know, Mike's been saying for weeks now, he's like, Oh, or they're going to win those two games. I think Mike was saying, and they're going to, BC's going to win those two games because Winnipeg's going to be resting. Well, are they going to be resting if BC's right on Winnipeg's ass for first? You know what I mean? Like that's what, yeah. That, get, I, I agree with Richard. They have the mathematical chance. They got a lot of good things going on. It's just that whole thing. I, you know what I mean? It's, um, 
I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I give Calgary a better chance of making the playoffs than BC getting first if you're making me give odds, but I guess it's possible. And, you know, the other thing is, you're right, Richard, over in the chat, he says that uh, they play two more times, BC, right now. They do have the extra game in hand right now, but they got to make it count. So, to me, I could see it, but uh, I don't see Winnipeg losing too many either. So, going into this next little bit, I think Winnipeg has Saskatchewan. Uh, I think it's also Ottawa they got once more. And uh, maybe Toronto, if I'm not mistaken, they go out to Toronto. Uh, no, they got they got four more games. They got Saskatchewan and then Edmonton and then the two against BC. They don't have two against BC yet. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Really? They have BC by and BC. Huh. Okay. So they play four times this year against BC. Yeah, I think you have to play a team in the once four times, I think, with the new schedule. Ah, fuck. Okay. So anyways, they're going to play the BC Lions. There's quite a bit here coming up. Uh, so yeah, good chance we're going to see them in November, right? So <laughs> it's going to be five times. Uh, that's crazy in football, seeing a team five times. I, I You know, we could talk about division. I, I miss the old schedule. I understand they're trying to cut down on travel, but I think you should face every team twice, home and home, right? And then if, if baseball can do it, right? I well, mean, if baseball now is going to have a series against every team every year, how well, hey, can... Yeah, well, you always can, want to see every team, right? I mean... To me, I want to see the uh, Philadelphia Phillies and the Toronto Blue Jays go at it. They always do, usually, but uh, like all those teams, you want to see them play once in a while. On a side note, for those guys that are wondering, uh, top of the 10th, one out. uh, We are in extra innings, uh, two on for the Toronto Blue Jays at the moment. Getting a little bit nervous there, Trey. You know what? They got like a three or four game lead on the wild card, though. They're not. I don't think they're going to catch the Yankees. So I think they're pretty close, pretty good on where they are. And I think they got a series against Tampa. And I think Tampa had some issues uh, in their uh, in their clubhouse. I'm hearing players are yelling at each other at the end of last game. So they're coming into T- Tropicana. They're the worst uh, stadium in MLB. <laughs> had a good time, or I don't know, maybe they're home, but still, they you know they're playing Tampa at the right time. So. I don't know. I'm excited for I'm excited for October baseball. Um, you know, the last time the Jays went on the run, what 2015, 2016 there, that's probably some of the best sports. Uh that's up there with the Raptors run, right? Just the best Canadian sports. We haven't had many hockey teams go super, super, super deep as of late. So I think what was the last one? Like uh oh Vancouver, I guess, was the last well, Vancouver one. Vancouver was the last one to go to the Cup, and then I know the Jets were in the West Conference. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, no one, you know what I mean? That they're not getting better. So I'd love to see some Jays playoffs. I'm not sure what the Raptors are going to be like this year, and you never know when the Maple Leafs are never going to win the Stanley Cup, man. Like, don't don't give me that. <laughs> don't give me that, man. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see their milk sponsor uh, show up there. And if they put 2% into the game, They'll probably really get burned about that one. So we're like a month away from the season, and I'm sick of Toronto already. Like it's just they're intolerant. Uh, like it's, just, it's intolerable. Listen to Toronto fans. They're they're, they're the Cowboys. You know, what I mean? it's Absolutely. just it's yep. just horrific. Oh, yeah, anyway. well, are they still on the Shadow Plan or what is it now? I don't know. <laughs> and then the what? They still do the Shadow Plan out in Toronto, or they got somebody I no, else? I have no idea. All I know is Austin Matthews had to step out today and everyone say, hey, uh, you know what? Maybe you guys should just calm it down. I'm, I like Toronto. I'm going to stay in Toronto because the media is going crazy already and it hasn't even started for negotiates between Austin Matthews and the Maple Leafs. So, anyway. Well, you know, um, I like this. I, I just want to like add this. 
Eric the intern. We have an intern now. That's how big this show's gotten. Eric the intern in the private chat, Toronto Sports Network, right? That's what it is. That's what it is. And it's always going to be like that. So I love our show is big enough to have an intern. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, I know. It's great. I mean, but, you know, uh, double, double, Eric, double, double. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. You got to send them remotely as well. So uh, I might have a cold coffee by the time it gets here. Anyway, we're going to move on here to fantasy options for this week. Um, first things first, I do have to run through uh, who we're facing this week, I suppose. Uh, so give me one minute while I grab that there. Uh, Trey, do you know who you got? Oh man, I I was doing so good in this league, and then I just fell off, and you know, <laughs> I've stopped caring a little bit. It's so bad. I got into NFL a little bit. Now I'm just I'm all over the NFL, and I'm all over our uh, our podcast one because I'm catching you. I'm catching you, man. Right? So you know, if you catch me, that means I get the first overall pick. So take your one more, one more year till Curtis Rourke, man. It's okay. <laughs> there's no bedard no bedard absolutely so hey you know what uh richard in the chat uh was saying for uh what are we asking here richard uh showing it a hatcher showing is probably going to be uh, rookie of the year i mean who else is there uh keon hatcher what's what's that about i'm sorry maybe, I, fantasy maybe because you can't put shown in there on the buy so this first time i couldn't put shown in in a while uh, oh, so I really have to reconfigure. Okay. I, I had to really can reconfigure my fantasy lineup uh, this week, uh, not having the blue bombers going. And uh, yeah, no, for sure. Like I say, it's it's going to be weird for me too because I got a lot of rough riders on our own personal uh, CFC fantasy one. It's going to hurt to try to get him in somehow. Uh, try to get some players here. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to have to make some trades and pick up some players. And we'll go from there. Uh, you're playing this week. Uh, Safamon over from the Piffles podcast. He's actually 6-8 and eight right now. So you can uh, just about eliminate him if you can win this one, Trey. And I should add that you're still in a playoff spot. So that's cool. I know. I'm in the eighth and final spot, man. But, you know, I got the bye next week. So it's not the my destiny is not in my own hands. <laughs> uh, Ryan is still playing on there. He is playing probably... Uh, one of the weaker opponents this year in the Wood Cookie Sawcast. Uh, those guys there haven't had a good year of this, but uh, they're looking to play spoiler right now and just mess with uh, Ryan a little bit, I would think. And also we've got uh, myself, where I'm going to be up against the X's and Argos, who are 10-4 and four this week. Uh, I'm 8-6, and six, and again, if I win, I'm in the playoffs, baby. So we're, uh, we're doing pretty good there. Uh, Trey, let's move on to the fantasy part of it. Uh, first things first is quarterback. Do you got any picks for this week, or what are you thinking when you go to quarterback? You know, what if three games, you got six guys you could potentially do, I guess, unless you go the crazy, you know, second and inch guy thinking he's going to pick up a bunch of touchdowns. So it's really, you got slim pickings here, right? Um, my two thoughts, he's pretty expensive. Dane Evans, he, you know, he came off a big game last week um, against the Blue Bombers and now goes into a division matchup that we're saying is going to pretty much could could be a playoff game, um, you know, again in a month or this is pretty much a early season wildcard game here. Or I'm going to go with Burton Adams, a little bit cheaper. I liked what he did last week. Uh, I think he'll pick up a little bit more on the ground than uh, uh, Dane Evans would. So, Leaning towards uh, Verdon Adams, but if I maybe switch to Dane Evans, 
uh, maybe Bethel Thompson. I don't know. You know what I mean? But I don't, I'm not thinking any, I'm not thinking Arbuckle or Caleb Evans this week. I'm not thinking, uh, I don't know, maybe Mayor. Like I, I would stick to the BC Calgary game more, and but I don't know, man. <laughs> I think VA. Yeah, I'm I'm debating this one too here. I'm going to give you Ryan's answers right now. He's got two guys that he likes this week. Uh, Jake Mayer is one of them. Nine touchdowns, one interception in the four starts. Has hovered near 300 yards in three of those as well. Uh, had a pretty good game also against the BC Lions last week. So that's a good thing here. Uh, and the other guy he has is Vernon Adams Jr. Uh, still a super cheap. He puts up 15 points uh, last week without scoring a touchdown. Now he goes back-to-back games without one, so he should score a little bit more this week. Uh, he also said that he doesn't trust Dane Evans. Uh, he had one good game so far here, and uh, to put him on the most as the most expensive quarterback this week, kind of crazy. And I can't play him. That makes sense. Uh, and then also, don't have another have really a problem with the other quarterbacks. Just he likes uh, Jake Mayer and Vernon Adams just a little more at similar prices. To me... I think I like McLeod Bethel Thompson, and the reason being is he's playing Ottawa in Ottawa, and that could be a very interesting pick. Also, he usually does produce quite a few points, and if I'm not mistaken, nobody's behind him running a ball uh, on short yardage uh, plays, like if it's first and goal from the one. So myself, I'm probably going to lock in McLeod Bethel Thompson and uh, go from there. So uh, moving on to running backs. Trey, uh, I'm going to go, I'll go first here, I guess. Um, if this thing lets me go back to see my running backs. Uh, I would like to take a more extensive one this week. Uh, James Butler had a good week last week. I don't think he's going to have a good week this week. I took a chance last week of him, and it did, it did work for me, but uh, I don't know if I want to try that twice. Looking at Kadeem Carey, he usually on average has pretty good games against the uh, BC Lions. I, the only thing that concerns me a little bit about that is how much do they actually also play the other running back in uh, uh, Calgary with Peyton Logan. So I'm debating which one to go with here. I'm probably going to pick a Calgary running back. And on the other side of the football, gee, I uh, I don't know who I want to pick as my second one right now. Trey, what do you got for ideas? Well, first, I just have to show this. This is this awesome cookie for the people on YouTube. Look at that football cookie. That's so cool. Thanks, baby. My girl. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm probably going to go with Olette. I've been going with him last few weeks. I don't know why. I'm just thinking maybe he'll pick up some yards on the passing game. The run team, my run running backs in the CFL are so crazy. Unless you get that guy, you know, running backs are the hard one in fantasy. You know, I can't, you can't, unless you got like Derek Henry or something like that in the NFL, you're not gonna get nothing or andrew harrison is prime or you need like kind of or you know a guy like that this week i got um i got logan payton as my other guy i'm not too sure i have to check uh depth charts and stuff when things come out my running backs are fluid at the moment i i just put those two guys in to see what my salary would be like uh one guy's olette's 5800 and logan payton's 6700 so trying not to spend too much there yeah, it's very tough not to spend a pile of money when you get into the running backs. And especially right now when they're all around that six, uh, up to 9000 for uh for Kadeem Carey. So very expensive running backs this week. Uh, 
if I talk, when Ryan sent his in, he was thinking maybe Devontae Williams. He surprisingly has a second highest last three game average behind Kadeem Carey among all starters this week. Has also been producing slightly above his price point. So, hey, that might not be a bad option for the guys that want to take Devontae Williams. $4,854, not a bad price. Uh, he did mention A.J. Lulette as well. Uh, lack of the run game usage is a bit troubling for him, but he does make up for it in the pass. Could be an option. Uh, another one also would be Wes Hills. Uh, if he's the starter, he does like him as a cheap value play. Uh, only needs a, a handful of yards and a few catches, and... Ryan thinks he's capable of it. Might not be a bad pick as well, depending what you think if Hamilton's gained some confidence in a big win last week. Uh, next one we're going to go with is the uh, receivers here. Uh, Trey, I'm going to let you go here first. And uh, what are you thinking on wide receivers? Who's your guys this week? And remember, you can't take Dalton Schoen. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I got Keon Hatcher. So, Richard, there you go. You were right once. Uh, one for two on that. Uh, I'm going to go with Javon Katoy as well. I, I think, I know, I think the Calgary-BC game might turn into, like, a slugfest where, you know, you could see guys, like, the quarterbacks get three, 400 yards. We're going to see some big passes, maybe some big rushing plays. So, I think that's the game I'm more focused on this week when there's only a few going on. And then my flex guy, Devarius Daniels, I believe, I think I have him on my other fantasy team, and he's been picking me up some points. So, uh, yeah, Katoy, Hatcher, and Daniels. Adam, you there, buddy? What do you got? Yeah, oh, I'm here. Um, the guys that I'm looking at right now, I'm not sure if I'm just going to take a flyer on it, but I'm looking at Darvin Adams, $5,578, playing a Toronto defense that doesn't let an odd long ball get through him. He might not be a bad pick. He also had a good game against Toronto here when they played earlier this season. Uh, another guy possibly to look at, Keon Hatcher, like you said before. I just don't know about Vernon Adams getting everybody involved in this offense right away. He might, but I just I don't know about that. Um, Malik Henry is always a good choice. It seems like Jake Mayer and him have always got that one big play every game. It seems like a very good choice as well. And uh, depending on who I think is going to do better in the Hamilton-Montreal game, I might look at Pappy White. Uh, has been a very cheap uh, uh, option here. He knows how he does have a little bit of chemistry with uh, Dane Evans, and uh, Ryan also had him picked here. He doesn't want to risk paying so much for Tim White, so might not be a bad option as well as a more value play for Pappy White here. Uh, another couple guys that uh, Ryan wanted to mention. Uh, Malik Henry slash Reggie Bagleton. I think that one's pretty straightforward. Uh, Reggie Bagleton is a safer play as he's consistent for a handful of catches. But Malik Henry does have those big, big plays once every so often. And lately, it's been pretty much one a game. Uh, Tim White, he said, it's just he's overpriced is what he's thinking. But uh, he's been a clear go-to also for Dane Evans. If you think Dane Evans is going to be having a good week this week, might not be a bad option to look at uh, Tim White. He also mentioned uh, Nate Mahari. He's pretty consistent on hitting near his uh, value every play, thirteen over 13 points in four of his last six games. So that wouldn't be a bad one as well. And uh, Demonte Coxie was another one that he also mentioned. Dirt cheap value play that can put up three straight games with at least three catches and 30 yards. Pretty likely to hit his full value if you're looking for somebody like that. 
might not be a bad option to take a look at Devontae Coxie. Moving on to the defenses here, Trey. I mean, you got burned a little bit with a certain team last week. And uh, if you want to take them this week, I mean, by all means, I don't know how much it would help you, but I mean, you can try. Uh, I'm going to run through Ryan's here real quick first, if that's okay. Uh, he's looking at Toronto. They're hit and miss. That's Toronto. That's been like that all year. Uh, when they hit, they hit big time. I like taking a chance against a still iffy Ottawa team. Can't argue with that. Ottawa is kind of iffy. And they're at home. So oddly enough, you usually don't get to say that. With Ottawa, you do. Uh, Hamilton was another option that he was considering. Uh, putting up over 10 points in each of the last two games against Winnipeg and Toronto. Uh, perhaps they have their mojo back. Well, I mean, to me, I hope they don't, but yeah, okay. And also the other one was Montreal. They're an underrated defense facing Dane Evans, who's consistently, well, been inconsistent uh, and turned over the ball a ton. So could be one of those that there is a, a chance that Dane Evans, after one game coming back and being uh, dominant, might go back to his old way. So he's looking at that as well. Uh, Trey, who are you thinking for defense? Uh, you know, I'm so I'm staying away from Calgary, BC, because I think that's going to be, I, I, again, I could see that one being a 40-40 game, and then your defense are going to have negative points and stuff. But I, I, I'm thinking Toronto. I like what Ryan's saying. You know, they're going into Ottawa, who's just as bad at home as Edmonton is. And, you know, and I like that one. And then, again, you got the Montreal-Hamilton game. It's going to be that playoff mentality game where you could you could see some stupid – you could see Dane Evans or um, – or um oh who's this? Harris sorry Harris go off you could see that you, or you could see them each throw ten interceptions combined so that's another one I kind of stay with away from and uh, Richard in the chat yeah I'm predictable man I just do the fan CFL fantasy eludes me a little bit I'm, it's still I'm I'm a I'm a baby fawn you know walking for the first time a little bit here on fantasy CFL fantasy NFL fantasy. Okay, I had the two best receivers in week two on my team. So I think I'm doing, or two of the best receivers on my team, uh, Jalen Waddle and Stefan Diggs. So, you know, I'm okay there. But CFL, I have no idea, man. But let's go with the Boltman. You know, it's tough this week because, uh, like you said, a lot of times in the chat here, the East teams are very, very, very unpredictable. And they're all playing each other this week. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens here. I really do like uh, Toronto as well, just because, again, they're playing Ottawa. Ottawa could be good. They could be bad. They could be terrible. They could be great. I don't know what Ottawa is. I would like to probably take Montreal maybe for a flyer as well, because I don't think Dane Evans has to in him like that game against Winnipeg. He had one really good one. He wanted to get a monkey off his back because Winnipeg kind of pretty much said that they're the owner of him during Grey Cup games. So I can see why he had a good game. I don't know if that's consistent, though. If he wins big this week, look out. Here comes the Ticats are humming. I'm sure somebody in the Arkells is going to phone me about that comment. Anyways, uh, moving on here, if there's anything else to run through here, Trey, or uh, I'm just taking a look here in the chat. Richard said it's really hard to pick a reliable defense. 100% agree with you. Uh, I don't mind BC, but again, they're playing Calgary. That's going to be a very, very iffy game. Like for one team is going to probably, myself, my thought is Calgary is going to come out and want this one a little bit more just because they want to play and show that they, even if they camp judges there, they might want to play as a team together. So it could be that too, but it's hard to say 
And I'm just going to stay away from defenses on that one. But yeah, Toronto's probably going to be my pick right now. We'll see how the week progresses here. Uh, Trey, I think we're moving on to your favorite segment of the ga- uh, week. Oh, CFL sure. betting. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, this is our betting segment here, powered by our friends at BetStamp. BetStamp is a free app that helps you find the best value for your online sports betting wager, provided comparison odds across a variety of different sports books, including the BetStamp recommended best odds, which we'll be using for our CFL picks against the spread here today. Learn more at BetStamp and sign up for referral code CFC. Oh, man, but don't remember. Oh, real quick, you know, keep it a game. Keep it a game. You don't want uh, – but here, here it is. 1-800-522-4700 gambling addiction helpline. Uh, say my name. I might get a mug. So, you know, you know, keep it, <laughs> but keep it a game. Keep it a game. So let's go over the first game of the week here. What is the first game? Yeah. Hamilton, Montreal. You know, real quick, real quick. Um, you know, beyond the grave here, Ryan gave us his picks uh, to throw out here. So I'll start with his. He's going, where did I, I just had him. I think he's going Montreal. Yeah. Montreal minus two and a half. I'm going to agree with them on that one. I'm liking Montreal a little bit better than Hamilton. Adam, uh, the consensus is made. Are we uh, going all the way or not? Yours was Hamilton, correct? Uh, sorry? You're going with Hamilton? No, me and me and Ryan are both going with Montreal. Did okay. I say Hamilton? I might have said Hamilton, but I meant yeah, Montreal. I'm not, uh, yeah, sorry. I'm half deaf this evening. Anyways, um, I'm looking at probably Montreal as well. They're playing at home. Dane Evans is going to Dane Evans. I just don't have any confidence. Give me an extra game with him. Give me two games that he just dominates, and I'll start picking Hamilton a lot more, and you'll see him come up on my power rankings. But you got to have two games of that, and that's going to be very tough against a team that has really kind of been up and down. Depending on, I guess, the penalties, I think Montreal, it'd be very interesting what the uh, number would be for a prop bet on the Montreal LOS for a number of uh, yards for penalties. I think the number of what, what would you think under 100 or over 100 uh, Trey? for Montreal? I'll go over, over, uh, over. over and penalty yards combined over who 180. I'd go over too, maybe, you know, something like that. I, I could see this being messy. Like I said, playoff intensity, right? So it could be, but the rest might let it go. You know what I mean? You never know too. Right. So, I mean, CFL refs, let it go. Yeah. That doesn't sound like them. Um, but yeah, we all, a rare time. We've all agreed to start off the day. So let's move on to the, the first of the Saturday doubleheaders. And that would be Toronto at Ottawa. Uh, again, I'm going to go with the minus two with Toronto at cool bet there. Uh, 1.191. I'm just not feeling Ottawa at home. You know, it, it's you get three points for being at home usually. So if this game was in Toronto, what it would it be like? If it was neutral field, it'd be uh, negative five. Yeah, it's gonna be negative five. And then if it's on, in, yeah, it would just be insane. So I'm gonna go with Toronto. Ryan also goes with Toronto minus two. Adam, we'll leave it up to you. Or the consensus pick is made. What do you think? To be honest, I think you guys are dead on. I don't see Ottawa. It's an Ottawa game at home. Is there anything else I need to say? Uh, it's been bad for Ottawa there. Uh, been tough. It's uh, really been ugly for the uh, for the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, at home. 
I don't see Nick Arbuckle having a great day. And I also could see Toronto trying to prep and get ready for a playoff game, which they will host after winning this one. Give me the Toronto Argonauts. I am sorry if we can hear the my, my six-month-old's crying in the background. So that might be heard, but I don't know what can be heard. But real quick, let's look at the chat here. Some guys talking about some school. I'm in school right now, so I do feel the pain. Uh, I asked for my first extension on an assignment already. Uh, you know, so I understand the... Yeah, I understand that. So <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway, let's move on to the finale. And, of the You week. know, shout out as you move on to the next uh, slide there. Shout out to Chris. I mean, you know what? If uh, you're going to school and you're 36, you know what? It's not tough. It's not easy. Uh, good on you for going back and getting whatever you're needing to get for a degree or for a diploma or whatever you're looking to do. Just good on you that it's uh, that you're good for that and that you're going in there for those. Uh, I know I went to school right after or college right after I went to high school. Uh, so, I mean, I was there for two years and I came home to the farm. So kind of a little weird, but you know, it's, uh, probably made myself look awful old all of a sudden. So, uh, Trey, let's move on to this. Well, next. You know, I, I get it. Cause I'm, I'm not, I'm not 36 Richard, but I'm 20. Jeez, my birthday, 27 next week, but I got three kids and I went back to school too. I did go at 18 at the U of, uh, U of M, but then, uh, when you turn 18 and you realize, oh, they let you in bars at 18. So, you know, sometimes that took over a little bit there. And then uh, coming back now when I'm wiser and mature, more mature. And it's it's fun. It's fun saying, like, when, the, when people are complaining about, like, the 19-year-old, 20-year-old's like, oh, I didn't have time to do my homework this weekend. And I'm like, I finished that paper in an hour, and I burped the baby, and I played video games with my seven and four. Like, what are you talking about? But anyway, let's move on here. You know what? We're just going to go with it again. Me and Ryan both agree. BC minus one and a half. Uh, cool bet's the best odds there. I like cool bet. That's the one I use. But again, look at the bet stab app. You got bet nine nine, uh, Tony bet. Uh, I don't play play now is not on bet stamp, but it's an app in Manitoba. There's a lot of things you can do. Make sure you pick out your best odds. Adam, are we going to go probably the first time all year and agree on all games? Oh, I was debating this one all day while I was sitting there and swathing. Uh, I, like Calgary in a way because they are uh, they have been uh, good road teams. Uh, they seem to pull it off somehow here, and uh, really do have a kind of an interesting uh, a little bit that they're going to be playing without Cam Judge, which hurts them a little bit. But they also can rally around this game and say, okay, we're going to show Lucky Whitehead that he ain't getting nothing this week. So there's a reason why I don't think any of us picked him in fantasy just because. I'm worried if something happens there against uh, BC or against Calgary that he may be gone early in this game. You know what? Give me the BC Lions right now uh, at one and a half. I'm going to make it a consensus right now. I just, I think that this game is going to be awful close like it's been all year. I just don't know if BC can beat Calgary three times in a row this year. So that's what's bugging me as well. We'll see what happens here in the uh, in the uh, week. But uh, unless there's a drastic injury or something else, I'll go with the BC Lions. Man, it's got a feel for Rich. Three kids under eight? So do I, man. Uh, twinsies there. Uh, except for, uh, I did the math. When my youngest is 18, I'll be 44. And I think my oldest, I'll be 37 or something like that. So early retirement in my home for sure. Once they're out at 44, that's when... Uh, that's when my life will begin again, right? So, but yeah, we all agree. I don't know how much we can actually say that this year. I feel like you and Ryan seem to gang up a little bit more. And then, 
I, you know, I don't have the stats in front of me. I think you're at 500, um, right? And then Ryan's a couple games above that. And I think I got it. I'm a little bit above that. So still a lot of season left. We're all making money, you know, pretty much. You're about even, but, you know, we're all making money minus the the bookies cut, right, Adam? But other than that, we're looking good. So, yeah, let's get Are we ready for the wrap-up or is there anything else you want to add? Uh, you know what? I think we could run to the wrap-up and then we'll uh, visit with the chat here for a few minutes and then uh, move from there. Uh, Richard over in the chat, he's 42, got three kids under eight. Uh, also has a university degree that he don't use because he's a bricklayer. Hey, bricklayers are awesome jobs as well. Uh, I don't know if you guys around here that, uh, geez, I could use a bricklayer at the moment for some stuff over on the farm. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, and Richard also in the chat says, you think, uh, Trey, that your kids are leaving the house at 18? No, but fair, but I can at least go on vacation for two weeks and I don't care if I leave the 18 year old at home, right? Or a 16 year old. But right now when they're seven and four and six months, I kind of got to bring them, right? Yeah, you know? Yeah. They, they left the 26-year-old and the 34-year-old out uh, this week at, uh, with the mic so on. The, the, what do you call it? Our podcast parents are very irresponsible, probably. But, uh, hey, they need a break, too. Glad we can do this with you guys here as well. Uh, Trey, let's do some wrap-up here. What do you got, or what do we got? Yeah, so that's, yeah we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, you know, let's take a little looky-see what's coming up next Uh well, since we got some older people in the group chat, we all know what a TV guide is, right? So let's take a look at our TV guide here uh, for the show. Week 16 recap, Monday, 9 p.m. I'm surprised I know what a TV guide is, but I grew up with my grandparents, man. So, uh, yeah, we had those always. And phone we, we, had, we had a TV guide on the farm. We only had two channels, so <laughs> why? <laughs> I can't remember. I mentioned to somebody, I was like, I wasn't old enough for this, but I remember cbc always having disney on sunday nights and they're like you weren't old enough for that and i was like not really like you know it kind of stopped but anyway back to Jeez, i'm gonna watch i want to watch disney now i'm gonna watch some more andor later but nine o'clock monday night um uh, you know when foot uh, monday night football slowly slowing down you know you're tired of listening to peyton and eli talk come check us out 9 p.m winnipeg time uh, 8 p.m saskatchewan that's going to change soon. When does that time change? October? I think sometime in October here. And don't forget also, uh, we got to have this place cleaned up pretty soon because Mike takes back over on Monday. Right, Mike. Uh, Mike will be back. Great. You know, then we don't have to, someone else to talk. And I'll, I won't be here Monday. I won't be here Monday. But I think Adam and Mike will take care of that. Then next Wednesday, hit the slide button on the projector. Thank you. Wednesday, uh, that's my birthday, September 28th. I'll be 27 years young. I'm going to spend it with uh, hopefully Rich, Chris, Adam, Mike, uh, whoever's here, right? So, you know, have a good time. Again, 9 p.m. Manitoba and uh, 8 for the gap. Uh, and you can catch us all. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Was... <laughs> we prefer the name Saskatchewan. <laughs> closing time at the gap no way you can catch all of us every week you know you could see us on twitter facebook youtube uh twitch i i i try twitch i can never get my playstation connected to it if i game and i live stream it's on my youtube and don't forget the game time tv youtube page our uh our sponsor one of our sponsors with bet stamp you know so all oh, thanks they're all made possible. Thank you to our sponsor, Game Time TV. You can learn more about them at watch.gametv.ca. 
or go on Facebook and use that fancy search bar and just type in the name game, uh, game time TV for them. Uh, you know, here's our Twitter's up on the thing, the podcast CF countdown. That's usually, uh, and Ryan and Ryan there at Cooper Trooper. It's kind of, uh, I don't know. Does he have a mysterious thing where he pretends to be two people or is it well known that he's, he's both. Oh. I just built the beans anyway. <laughs> I don't know. The Mysterious CF Countdown pod guy is a very interesting fellow. I know that. Uh, that being said, Cooper Trooper 42, if you want to check out Ryan, I'm sure he's going to be posting. Uh, uh, if you got questions about fantasy, give Ryan a message. Uh, I know that our friends over at the Turf District are probably messaging him right now, uh, trying to get some strategy out of him. Uh, by the way, hi, Mike. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> uh yeah, no, uh, you can also follow me at Adam Stewart one uh, I got farm photos up there. I've got probably going to be a lot more senior hockey talk pretty quickly here. And uh, yeah, make sure you follow also Mike Garrell at Mike Garrell. Uh, he will be a man that will be on a mission pretty soon here with all sorts of junior hockey going on. And uh, yeah, he's going to be a very, very busy guy. I know that he, the, uh, what do you call game time TV tonight? I know they're, they're busy also uh, doing a game as well. So, Hey, busy guys. If you want to check out them again, game time TV MB. Uh, Trey. Yeah. You can find me at Trey MB harness. I'm not on Twitter as much school year, uh, but I do pop on time to time. I'll probably be kind of active tomorrow because I have class, but it's also a big day in horse racing for uh horse racing fans. It's a little Brown jug, a pretty big, uh, Pretty big race that goes on, and no, it's not the bar in Winnipeg. It's uh, a pretty big race called the Little Brown Jug. It's actually crazy, but it's that's a pretty nifty one if you want to get into the horse racing. So I'll be on that uh, at Tram B Harness. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll start talking a little bit more about hockey, but that might be a discussion for another day. I might uh, might be dabbling in some hockey this fall, so we'll see. But other than that, Star Wars, Call of Duty. Don't don't come at me with She-Hulk. I'm over that one. So anything, a Game of Thrones, whatever you want, to come talk to me at Tramby Harness. And you know what? Also, make sure you talk to him about NFL. Uh, big week coming up here. Right. You want to talk right. about that bet that you got going on here? Um, that you oh yeah, this week. Yeah, just for fun. So normally I do. Um, I divide the games up four games of like four games and four groups, and I parlay them through the prime times, this and that. But for fun, I had one extra dollar sitting in my account, so I for fun sixteen game, uh, yeah, sixteen game uh, parlay. One dollar could turn into seventeen grand if it somehow comes through. So if if I'm not on the show anymore, it's because you know I I. <laughs> For Ricky and Julian, sixteen thousand—that's retirement money, right? So I can go to some uh, trailer park in uh, Nova Scotia, and uh, you know. Anyway, no, Richard, don't worry. Not hockey here, just in general on Twitter. Yeah, we you don't, don't worry about it. We're we, not we, going to get into details in hockey, right? And I'm studying um, rhetoric and communication, so my hope is to be this, but I get paid for it. Right, like that's what—that's the hope, man. Right. Other than that, I might uh, maybe Adam needs a farmhand. I don't know. I, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens after I graduate. Hopefully in the spring. Absolutely, we could always use some more farmhands out on the field right now. Be nice to finish up harvest, you know. Uh, yeah, you might even see me next week over. Uh, we might do a live pod maybe on a Friday, just as a real quick thing. Uh, live Twitter for a minute, just to uh, show something, but. Uh, Hey, we'll see what happens here later on in the week. I think that about does it, Trey. What else? Uh, what else have you got going on? 
Just take Jalen Waddle, man. He's unreal. He's unreal in NFL fantasy, man. Like it's that you you expect it out of Stefan Diggs, but who would have thought on a team with Tyreek Hill? You know what I mean? You're gonna have uh, a guy get forty, and and Tyreek Hill got forty points too. I think you know you had two guys on one team getting forty points in fantasy. That's unreal. Lefty man, Tua. What's up with the lefties? They eh? uh, that's crazy. What big surprise is that? The oh. surprise that never worked out. Is that yeah, what I think that's the surprise about? that didn't work out. Uh, if and I don't know if we're even allowed to even really talk about yeah. it, but you know what? I'll just mention it this way. Take a look at Twitter. What happened about that time of the CFL, and you'll see why or who we may have had and why we don't have them. Uh, if you take a look back, I I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it, guys. Otherwise, I would. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, we're going to get you some more surprises here in the in the podcast in the weeks to follow. Uh, Hopefully we can uh, we can do everything else and uh, yeah we can get some extra guys here for you too as well. Uh, perfect, uh, Trey. Anything else? Have a blessed weekend. I don't know, man. Just go for it. <laughs> Just go for it. Have fun. Be responsible. Don't DM me if you uh, need bail money. That's all I got to tell everybody. <laughs> Well, you don't have to worry about me on that one. I don't think I will, but uh, you know what? Uh, then the week after, you never know. Uh, guys, on behalf of all of us here at the CF Podcast, uh, CFL, uh, CFC f- uh, Football Countdown, want to thank all you guys uh, for watching here tonight. We really appreciate it. We love getting questions from you. If we don't answer one, we apologize. I know that uh, sometimes we do miss the odd one, but uh, we do try to get you guys as much as we can involved in the show, and we love having you here. So give that share. uh, Give it a share. Give it a like. uh, Make sure you're following the CFC Football Countdown. We enjoy having you all. We'd love to see more in here, of course, at all times. And on behalf of um, uh, intern Eric and Trey, Trey, I am Adam Stewart saying good night and uh, best of luck in week 16 to all those teams.